Turn on the mic. That always helps. Well, hey there. It is almost at the start of a new year. I hope your Christmas went uh, fantabulous and there wasn't too much drama. Santa was good to you. And yes, it was a Christmas Eve. It was laid back. We had about 10 people over. And we played a couple games, chicken foot. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar. You play it with dominoes, and it's it's a, it's a it's a fun game. It's just a laid back, easy going game. I mean, anybody can catch on. So we did chicken foot, and then we played five seconds. You know, where you got to name three things in five seconds. So we played that. I love that yeah, one. So no, that's I, so much fun. I know it. I love it. And then uh, yeah, so then Christmas Day, just kind of hung out, started a jigsaw puzzle. And then uh, about two o'clock, I uh, went down to the neighbors. They were burning some boxes for Christmas, and they they took out a whole bunch of trees, so they got a lot of brush, you know, to to burn. So stood out there, and by the fire, had a couple brews, and then went over as I was going home. Stopped at the other neighbors, sat there, and had a couple brews, <laughs> and I eventually got home. <laughs> the last one was right across our their driveway was right across the street from our driveway. So it was so it was a good time, and like I say, Santa was good, and uh, so we had a good time. How about you, Carly? I had a great time. So okay. we um Christmas Eve is kind of like the big one for us. Okay. Um we celebrate my grandpa's birthday cuz that's when he was actually born. Okay. Um so we celebrate that in the morning and then um he goes to church. And then around like two o'clock we have like 30 plus people start kind of coming in at my parents' house and wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. It 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 gets now, to be a lot. Now, do you do an actual dinner? Do you do our derbies or is it so fly we, and grab? Or? It's kind of like a buffet. Okay. So, like, my mom and I, so I made, like, pumpkin bread. My mom made uh, turkey, I think. Yeah, okay. turkey and ham. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> it's a, uh, You know what? It's a lot when you have birthday, Christmas, oh. then another birthday. Well, you know, you know what? With the, <laughs> the yesterday, I thought my yesterday was Sunday. Okay, so then I, woke I did up, too. Yeah, so when I woke up this morning, I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do today? Well, I'm going to work on the puzzle again. I got this, that, I do that, that. And so I'm dinging around. I'm doing chores. I'm walking up. I'm going to go feed the cat. And all of a sudden, I stopped dead in my tracks. I'm like, wait a minute. Is today Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> I was going, oh, yeah. So it's, it's that somebody's put it on post or posted on Facebook. You know, the, the time between Christmas and New Year's, you have no idea <laughs> what day it is. That's it's, so it's, true. It is. It's very, very true. Very, very true. So I hope all you guys had a, a grand. I'm sure that there are some new pups out there or some new whatever. So don't hesitate to give me a call up at Katie's Canine or ask the questions here. And today is the last Sunday of the month. So you know who's in studio. That would be the holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. So she'll be, if you got questions for her, that'd be great to call in and get that. And I, by the way, through the grapevine, I heard that it's somebody's birthday today. It is. And would that be a Mr. Steve Adams? It is. Yeah. That's and my dad. Th- uh, that, I was just going to say, and would that be related to you in <laughs> yes. any way? Yes. 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 <laughs> well, Steve, congratulations on how many years young? Um, He is, hold on. I got to think of this okay, now. Well, that's he okay. is 65, I oh, believe. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Oh, okay. He's In start, his 60s. He's got to start playing my game. You know, I'm good 63, <laughs> but I'm 73, yeah. you know, so yeah. you, you, so then you look, you know, old, you look great for your age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wow, should. you're 73. No way. Yeah. Yes way. So, yeah. That's so funny. Be older than what you are. So well, hopefully he'll have a grand day that he got birthday cake and everything today. Um, No. So he doesn't really like sweets. Oh. Um, But when I left, because I was at their house, uh-huh. um, 
he was in the hot tub drinking a Bloody Mary. Oh, I'll take that. (laughs) That's what he wanted to do. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly, right? Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, so. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yep. Yep, so all the animals got their little treats, too, and so it was was a good time. A good time was had by all. So now we got uh, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve here. Um, gonna be at home doing a jigsaw puzzle, playing with the dogs. Christmas Day, uh, we might go Christmas, New Year's Eve Day, might go out for a couple of Bloody Marys. And because everybody I know works the following day. And so, uh, on New Year's Day, everybody, I'll just wind up, just kick it back, I guess. So anyway, if you got a question for myself or Dr. Jessica Levy, please give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Holistic Vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. How are you and how... Uh, how is your um, end of the year looking? Fantastic. There you go. Waiting for the new year in a couple of days, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wait day to spend at home with my pets. Now, there you go. I know it. I know it. I, I, that's one of my favorite things to do. So anyway, and all, uh, now one thing that we want to bring up today, so heads up, folks. We're going to be talking about uh, congestive heart failure in dogs. I had a friend recently that lost uh, a dog, uh, King Charles, which King Charles are noted for heart problems. And so we want to discuss a little bit on congestive heart you know, failure in um uh, and in dogs, so we want. To, uh, so if you got any questions, or if your dog is dealing with you know heart problems, or heart issues, you know that, that because now the neat, unique thing is is that you know you go to a traditional vet, they want to do all these you know these you know drugs, and when the whole thing is now you know yes, what I want is your opinion as far as holistic, how to other things that you can help build the dog system up, you know. So hopefully you can get more out of. The, you know, longer, you know, longer life or whatever type of thing. So supplements or whatever. And just your opinion on some um, some uh, ways to help the pupper out. And like I say, just get a couple more days. So that's uh, co- congestive heart failure. And uh, so what's your thoughts? Are you <laughs> want me to do that right now? Well, we, we could get started. Here. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so it, you know. First with, explain what is car, uh, congestive heart failure. Oh, gosh. I am not, the heart, I, I am I, not a cardiologist. No, oh, no, I know that. But, I mean, just as an overall, it's a, the, the well, heart. Ca- it, well, congestive heart failure is like the the end stage of heart disease, okay. right? And so. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, so, if we can, like, back it up there. I mean, there's a whole long process before you end up in congestive heart failure. Okay. So, it, my take on it is. If I have a patient who, say they did not used to have a heart murmur, and here they are in for their annual exam or whatever, Mm -hmm. and now they have a heart murmur. So the conventional medical approach is that you do nothing. You don't investigate it. You don't do anything um, until the dog is actually showing showing symptoms. The first symptom of heart disease is exercise intolerance, and that means that you just can't do as much exercise as you used to. The dog used to go all the way around the block. Now they only go halfway around the block and they sit down or, okay. you know, mm-hmm. start to drag right. on the leash or something like that. What I do is if they have heart murmur that they didn't used to have, I will get the radiologist in and we'll do an ultrasound and look at the heart. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, the radiologist kind of looks at me, shrugs his shoulders. He's like, I don't really know why we're doing this because this dog, yes, there are changes in the heart, but the dog does not need to be on drugs at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But then because we can use supplements and diet to support the animal instead of waiting until they're so bad that they have to be on drugs. Right. So um, I I can understand why conventional medicine works that way because you don't want to use cardiac drugs until you have to because the drugs are dangerous. They have side effects. You have to 
you know, you can affect not only that it helps the heart, but it can also, uh, uh, what I understood by reading some things, some of the meds, um, it, it can make the heart pump harder. And then the, if the valves are weak, it could actually do make the sure. valves. Sure. Yeah. So, but to some extent, like, you know, the, the days are gone when, when, um, you would just, uh, put a dog on, um, a diuretic or something okay. like that. Um, and send them home, and and I think you know, and a diuretic that that takes the fluid out of them. Yeah, it helps remove extra fluid from okay. from the body. Um, so it, so sometimes I still talk to people whose dogs have been diagnosed with heart disease, and yet they've not had a cardiac ultrasound done. They've not had, and they've just been started on some medication. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is kind of old school. Like we don't do things that way anymore. Okay. Because every vet clinic has access to ultrasound. I mean, even I in my little practice have somebody who can come in and do an ultrasound. Is that Dr. Elf? Yeah. Is he still out and doing this? Oh, sure. oh good, good. He, he can't retire before I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dr. Elf. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, luckily, University of Minnesota has an excellent cardiology department. Um, so you know, they, they also do a great job there. Um, so... Because the the heart drugs are so specific, you really need to know what you're dealing with and what you're trying to get the heart to do. Like, what do you want to have happen here? And that's why I think in this day and age, you have to do an ultrasound before you reach for the drugs. Right. Because you need to know what are you trying to accomplish. Okay, as far um, as what are the... Well, why don't we hold on to that thought and then we'll come back. And because as far as what things... The difference, you go like when they're in the condition of heart failure, kind of valves, is it veins or whatever? Let's explain that, okay? Okay, here we go. Ready for the first? Okay, on January 1st, 1962, who failed to pass an audition for DECA Records? Liberace, the Beatles, comedian George Carlin, the Jackson, the Jackson 2? Never heard of that one. But anyway, we'll be back. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning to the Katie Canine Show. Here every Sunday from 4 to 6 uh, Central Time. And also, too, don't forget, all our shows here at mytalk1071.com is podcast. So you can catch any of my shows. Go to my Katie Canine Show page and you can get on the podcast. Also on my show page is a link to my website. And then there's a link to my Facebook, uh, Katie Canine Facebook, which I post a lot of cool articles and just funny things. All right. On January 1st, 1962, who failed to pass an audition for DECA Records? Liberace, The Beatles, comedian George Carlin, The Jackson 2. What um, do you think, Carly? I want to say Liberace just because I like saying that name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I would go for The Jackson 2. The Jackson 2? I, I don't think it was before the is. little kids came on board. A little oh, is Was there Jackson 2? I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay, but anyway. Uh, uh, no, it that. was The Beatles. Oh, the was. Beatles didn't. Yeah, they failed to pass an audition for Decca Records. Well, way to go, Beatles! And that's something. January first, nineteen sixty-two. There you wow. go. We're talking about New Year here. We got some New Year trivia. So, okay, let's go to the phone line. Then we'll come back and we'll talk more about uh, congestive heart failure. So keep it. Stay tuned. So who's up to bat first? Okay, we're going to talk to Paula, and Paula has a question about her labradoodle that has a tumor. A tumor. All right. Yeah. Hi, Paula. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing just great. How good, are you, Katie? Good, good. So far, so good. I'm on the right side of daisies. I'm picking them and not pushing them. So I'm a happy camper. <laughs> wonderful. Now, how old's your Labradoodle? Our Labradoodle is 10 years old. 10 years old, okay. And what kind of tumor are you talking here? Well, he has some smaller fatty tumors, and we did take him into our vet because there was one on his right side, 
and they did do an aspiration and told us that it that was a fatty tumor. Mm-hmm. However, now it it's like half the size of a, a bowling ball mm-hmm. protruding out of his right side. Okay. And his he, loss of appetite, um, he used to walk with us 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and, and that's almost impossible. His right hip or leg gives out. Um, we're noticing at, at times, not all the time. Okay, now the, this one that you said is the size of a bowling ball. Uh, right. Okay, now is that the one you had aspirated? Yes. Okay, and then from the time they aspirated it to how big it is now, what is the timeline on that? Gosh, we're probably only looking at about six weeks. Six weeks? Whoa, yeah. it grew that fast, huh? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Jess. Think, I could hear her thinking all the way over here. The well, wheels are squeaking. <laughs> well, sometimes, um, I mean, aspirating a lump to find out what it is can be inaccurate sometimes because okay. you have to be able to put your needle directly into the cells that are bad, are causing the issue. Okay. Some lipomas okay. do get really, really big. Uh-huh. So lipomas a lot of times will have that kind of fluidy kind of texture they feel sort of soft and almost as if there's liquid in there and then um you know no matter how many times you try to aspirate them all you get in your syringe is fat mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. a lipoma is just a benign fatty tumor some t- some lipomas can kind of turn nasty and become liposarcomas which is the malignant form that's where they start to invade deeper tissues but i i have seen just plain old lipomas get really really huge um, oh. Katie, you remember, um, oh, you might not remember many years ago, <laughs> I had my Malamute mix Tonka oh, yeah, I remember in Tonka. one of your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one whole side of his neck was a lipoma. That thing was huge mm-hmm. and he was a very lumpy, bumpy dog. Mm-hmm. So your body uses fat as a place to store chemicals that it cannot metabolize. So when you come across a chemical that you don't know what to do with, you don't have the equipment in your body to deal with it your body will pack it into a capsule of fat and shove it somewhere oh wow okay and so that's so that's what lipomas are doing um so when people come in and they want to treat their dogs for lipomas without surgery well you have to detoxify your dog and cross your fingers because lipomas don't always go away Mm -hmm. because they're serving a purpose but uh, lipomas don't usually go along with things like loss of appetite, loss of stamina. So it sounds like there's something else going on here. Has your dog had any blood tests done recently? No, no. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, and the texture now, it's hard. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not a soft, it, it's real hard and, and like it's going to burst, you know, like a balloon. Yeah, which it, it probably won't. It might, no. but it probably <laughs> won't. But, but sometimes, but depending on the technique, like how you aspirate a lump, if you stab it aggressively, you can annoy it. It gets ticked so, off. Yeah. That's right. It's only six weeks span here. How big was it when they took, you know, the, the aspiration? How big was the tumor then? About the quarter of the size it is right now. Yeah. Okay. So you might want to get a second opinion on that. Okay. I would think about getting some blood work done. Did they listen to your dog's heart? Yeah. Did they palpate his abdomen? Um, you know, I would look at all these things. Okay. All right. Just to get some idea because, yeah, it's, you're, now you're like on and beyond what a lipoma would do. Okay. What food are you feeding? We are 
dating sim. We get it at Chuck and Don's. It's one that you recommend. Um, it, it's a dry dog food, and we are wetting it now, thinking maybe he'll eat that. Okay. So uh, is he not wanting to eat it? Yes. All of a sudden, um, he won't. He he will, like, maybe four or five hours later, he'll go and he'll eat it. Uh-huh. Um, whereas two weeks ago, he couldn't wait for breakfast. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you could just start to feed him some real food and uh, avoid the dog food if he's not wanting to eat it. Okay. Okay. See what, yeah, try to get some, maybe some formulated raw. You know, if you go to Chuck and Don's, they have a freezer section. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they've got some there. Um, then also too, I, I would, cause if it, if you suspect cancer, whether dog, cat, human, okay, what feeds cancer is sugar. All right. And so if you suspect it, the thing is, is that, you know, yes, it hasn't been confirmed, but well, but why wait? Start doing some, pro, you know, be proactive as far as, you know, get him on a better, you know, diet to try to help his system, you know, rise to the occasion. And like what you were saying, it takes the toxins, the tox, the toxins and put it into those little fatty things. Right. And that's what you were saying. He's got other fatty things, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. why, like, right. My knee jerk is too is that if you suspect and this is going on, you, the dog should not be having any chemicals in or on that dog. No heartworm. No flea and tick. No chemicals whatsoever on or in that dog. And you okay. got to get that dog system uh, to be working for itself. No vaccinations. You know, that's the thing is when you got a dog that's not doing well. I can't get over how many vets that went, oh, well, since you're in here, let's give him, the, you know, he's, he's doing a shot. Well, wait a minute. Why am I putting diseases in my sick dog? You know? Right. And so right. that's why, like, so you might want to start right. thinking. Was, and that's a good question. Was he vaccinated when you had him in to have the lump checked? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hello. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't do that again. Um, but, um, yeah, so I would, uh, and you have to, when you think about chemicals, you have to think about chemicals in the home and chemicals out of the home, right? So in the home, you're looking at cleaning products, scented candles, potpourri, Febreze, Glade plugins, hairspray, diffusers. Yeah, anything else you can think of. And then, okay. of course, luckily we're past the season for lawn chemicals. Yeah. But if but, your dog makes it through the winter, don't use those again either. Yep. And then a, salt, well, a lot of people put salt in the sidewalks. No salt because that gets in their paws and they lick it and they digest it. And that's a thing. Start using chicken grit number two, or it's also called traction grit. That's what you want to put instead of the chemicals on your sidewalks and mm-hmm. steps and such like that for ice. So, it, okay. so in, in the meantime, if he's not wanting to eat the dry food, which he should not eat anyway. So any dry food, the best, most expensive, most high quality dry food is at least 50% carbohydrates. Carbs. And that turns to sugar in your dog. Mm -hmm. So you want to get the sugar out of his diet. So also look at your treats. Read the ingredients just like you would for yourself. Go to go veggies. Just go Mm -hmm. all veggies that, you know, don't. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's plenty of people selling (laughs) freeze dried chicken hearts and dehydrated Mm -hmm. beef liver. So there's all sorts of stuff available to you. Um, But uh, I would I think Katie's got the best idea. I think with a dog like that, you know, go to Chuck and Don's, um, get some primal raw food even in those five pound chubs i think that would probably be ideal for you with a decent sized dog yeah because there's there's different ones out there ones that i use i use raw bistro i've used tuckers i've used uh stewies stewies Stewies. i can't remember it (laughs) yeah primal's a nice one primal puts organic produce in all their formulas okay yep so so that's the thing is yeah fine one so yeah and so you need to have some variety there too other things to look at are um Bixby Pet, B-I-X-B-I, 
Bixby Pet is a company that makes organic medicinal mushrooms for animals. Um, these medicinal mushrooms have anti-cancer properties. Okay. So for cancer patients, I typically use Bixby Pet Immunity is what the formula is called. And it's it's just a powder. It's um, kind of nutty flavored. It's just made from organic mushrooms, but they're grown in the United States and processed in the United States. So okay. I would use that. Um, Animal Essentials makes a blend called Body Cleanse, which is a version of uh, Essiac. Essiac is an anti-cancer herbal formula. And it's also the same thing. It's made for animals. You go to animalessentials.com and, um, you know, you, just depending on the size of your dog, you can get an idea of what size bottle you need just to get through the next couple of weeks or something like yeah. that. Okay. Um, okay. So it's going to be, right. yeah, you, you, you need to empower yourself and then, you know, don't wait for, you know, crap to hit the just start now, you know, easing in. Maybe you got to rotate mm-hmm. all this in. But at the, at the same time, I would still do some diagnostics because it, it's helpful to oh, find yeah. out what's going on so that, that you have some idea of what you're trying to treat. So that okay. the blood test is huge, right? Okay, Kate, okay. keep us posted. Right. Keep us posted. Yeah, that's oh, enough nice. to get you started. You. you bet. Have, have a great new year. Thank you. You as well. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, you ready for this? The tradition of eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day is believed to do what? The tradition of eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day is believed to do what? Bring prosperity for the next year? Return loved ones from war? Bring a year of peace into a household? Relieve constipation? We'll be back. (laughs) Alrighty then, that would be us, me, KDK9. Thanks for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. Okay, and the, and so far the Vikings uh, zip the Bears 13. Not good. But don't, hey, we've done this before. Start out on our butts and we pick ourselves up and, and move forward. So believe. Okay, the tradition, yeah, the tradition of eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day is believed to do what? Bring prosperity for the next year. Return loved ones from war. Bring a year of peace into the household. Relieve constipation. What do you think there, Carly? <laughs> I mean, the funny answer is the last one. Yeah. But I think it's um, to bring prosperity. Was that one? Bring prosperity, prosperity for the next year? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, Dr. Jess? I agree. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Bring prosperity for the next year. Okay. Dr. Jess, we're on there, fire. There you I go. Know. Although they probably also do relieve constipation. I was going to say, I, I was hoping it was a double answer. Right. <laughs> that would have been the best. Win, win. Yeah. There you go. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about... Um, uh, Congestive heart failure, because a lot of it's been in the news, or and I myself have had quite a few people that have. What do we do? And I'm like, I'm not a vet, <laughs> so I said, Well, let's talk about it. So we got a vet coming into the show, so let's talk a little bit more, you know, about you know congestive heart failure. So now let's say uh, we we heard a murmur, okay? Then you're saying if you heard the murmur, don't be proactive, have an ultrasound down done, right, to see what's going on in there, right? Okay, so then because they, they're because they're very safe supplements that you can use for heart heart disease so that you don't um even if you're it's not uh time to reach for the drugs yet right but there are all different kinds of things that can happen to the heart so that's why you need to really get an idea of what it is that you're trying to accomplish okay so with the ultrasound what am i going to learn if it's the valves if it's the veins what am i looking for here yeah so with the ultrasound you look at um the size of the ventricles you look to see how much the ventricles contract um, the thickness of the ventricular walls, the size of the um, atria, 
um, you watch the valves in action and you see mm-hmm. how well they're functioning and if there's any backwash. Okay. So you get a ton of information from an ultrasound. And then we can go from, okay, it's the beginning stages. And so then maybe we could do some holistic stuff when big drugs usually don't come out. And the big drugs are at the, like when, what's, what's happening when the big, they pull out the big drugs. Um, well, you know, it just depends on the case. I mean, I, uh, there, there's a tip, but typically there's kind of a long history of heart disease before you get to congestive okay. heart failure. Okay. The drugs that are used for heart disease typically are just a matter of sort of putting on the brakes as the giant snowball is heading downhill. Okay. That's a good analogy. So <laughs> it's kind of like you're, you're to some extent putting off the inevitable. Okay. Yep. So some, in the meantime, some, some animals will do great on these drugs and go on for years, but it's not necessarily the same like you see in humans where people can go into congestive heart failure, get treatment and then come out of it. Uh-huh. Typically with dogs, it's kind of a one way okay. road. Okay. So now, so there's not showing signs like a dog uh, where you hear fluids, you know, the fluid in their lungs or there's um, coughing mm-hmm. is an indicator. Yeah, so, so with congestive heart failure, the, the heart muscle is not pumping effectively. Mm-hmm. So you get an accumulation of fluid that's eventually going to back up from the heart into the lungs. Okay. <clears throat> and then, you know, you have difficulty with oxygenating the rest of your body if the blood isn't adequately going out all the way down to your fingers and toes. Right, right. So then there are some uh, homeopathic or natural things that you can mm-hmm. work, that, uh, that can help. Yeah, and a lot of times I'll direct people to the website canineheartheath.com. Okay. Because... Um, that has information about, you know, why to feed a raw food diet and why you need to pay attention to kidney and liver health when you're dealing with the heart. Yep. Um, and so that can get a lot of people started uh, if you're in a situation where, you know, drugs aren't warranted yet. Like what happens if your dog had a heart murmur this year but didn't last year but seems to be doing okay? Mm-hmm. And the heartworm test is negative. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, if you look at diagnostics, I would probably... Rather just go straight for an ultrasound rather than do an x-ray first. Okay. Because x-rays are really, really hard to interpret. Dogs are the one type of animal that come in so many different shapes and, and sizes. sizes. Yeah. Right. So the From like, my three pound ethyl. <laughs> well, exactly. You have like, you know, pugs who are really kind of square. If yep. you look around their chest, um, they're like the same size across as they are deep. All the way to dogs like I had somebody come in with a, a European boxer, like a, a boxer that was imported from Europe. OK, that was the deepest chested dog I've ever seen oh, in my wow. life. Literally, her chest was just miles far deeper and like so narrow uh-huh. across. Yep. You know, you get some of these sight hounds yep. where their oh, front yeah. legs are touching each other yep. and yet their chests are really deep. Yep. Um, you know, so dogs come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. So when you're looking at an x-ray and you're trying to decide is the heart bigger than it should be is it the right shape and it depends on when the x-ray was snapped if you got the picture when the dog was inhaling Ooh, or okay. exhaling and with this and with the ultrasound you can see the heart working. with the ultrasound you just you're watching the heart in motion you can get your measurements you can be really accurate you can see the valves working okay which you cannot on an x-ray so that's why a lot of times i i, I don't even bother with an x-ray because the information is going to be limited ah uh-huh, that's interesting um so, although there, there are a list of various herbs that you can use, um, a lot of times I'll reach for a safe formula, like Animal Essentials makes one called Heart Health. Okay. 
It has hawthorn in it, but it's not just hawthorn tincture. Um, and animal essentials, you know, everything that they make is going to be organic, organically grown. And their formulas are, um, they're formulated by Greg Tilford, who's the premier veterinary herbalist in the United States. Oh my, today. okay. So that's why I like their stuff a lot because mm-hmm. it's reliable. I know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of their tinctures are low alcohol or no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I typically will reach for those. I use a lot of standard process products, so I'll use uh, things like Cardio Plus and Cataplex E2. And Cataplex E2 for me takes the place of some of the uh, blood pressure drugs that are commonly used to treat heart disease. Okay. So for example, if you have a, a mitral valve, the valve between the left ventricle and the atrium, and say the valve isn't functioning well, the valves are supposed to, as as soon as the blood goes from the atrium into the ventricle, that valve is supposed to snap shut so that when the ventricle contracts, the blood cannot go back, back through that valve. Okay. However, valves, you know, often malfunction over time, mm-hmm. sometimes due to chronic dental disease. Mm-hmm. And so then when the ventricle contracts, some of the blood ends up going back the wrong way through the valve. And so one of the drugs that's commonly used is something like enalapril or benazapril. These drugs that will reduce the pressure in the smaller arteries so that when that ventricle contracts, it's easier for it to push the blood out the aorta. Okay. And so you're going to have less backwash, hopefully, yeah. through the through the malfunctioning valve. Okay. Um, but, you know, drugs that are used like that to lower your blood pressure have side effects. Um, like kidney and liver? Yep. And some of, the, some of them are kind of, kind of obvious side effects, like they might make you feel tired. Okay. Um, you might not be able to do what you used to do because now your blood pressure isn't what it's what it should be what your body wants it to be uh-huh. so a lot of times i'll use something like standard process cataplex e2 because that will that's an oxygenator okay and so that will take the place of that blood pressure drug except it's made from food it's organic and it doesn't have side effects oh okay well that's good mm-hmm. okay and i know king charles are on the hit list for having you know lots of breeds are and it just depends like certain you know different breeds are prone to different kinds of heart disease right. yep. yep. so like the the heart disease that's being seen now with the problems from the grain-free foods that there are no conclusions yet yes as to what's causing this there's a lot of theories uh-huh. um that is dilated cardiomyopathy which is where the wall of the ventricle itself becomes thin Okay. And so you end up with a heart muscle that's not as muscular. Okay. And so it has a harder time, time pumping. pumping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and because of that, it kind of fills, but it can't squeeze, squeeze strong enough to empty. And so it ends up being kind of loose and flabby and it tends to get larger and larger. But while it's getting larger, it's getting less and less effective. Okay. Okay. So. And so some of those, those two supplements are, that you mentioned, would that be helpful in that case or not? Potentially, but dilated cardiomyopathy, when it when it's attributed to food, usually it's due to a lack of taurine. Okay. Right? Taurine is a, is an essential amino acid for dogs and cats. And so um now they're trying to figure out like what is it about the food. Can you add taurine to you yeah, know to yeah, add, you can, can it help? But can you yeah. well can you repair some of the damage? It depends Possibly, on, you know, yeah. it, it depends on the individual, right? Yeah, right? You yeah, never know yeah. what's reversible and what's not. Yeah, no, I, I get but that. But that's why usually I start with all these animals by putting them on a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. Because 
Taurine is in meat. Mm -hmm. If you are feeding a raw food diet, you do not need to worry about taurine because you're not going to be shorting your pet there. Right. Um, And it's, you know, I think if you want to eat a diet that's really going to allow your cells to repair themselves, there's not really a whole lot of options other than the raw food diet. And there's, I get that there's... um, right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's why I teach people how to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you do. But, it, but you know, but the equivalent in human health, if you had um, a bad heart condition and yet continued to eat at fast food restaurants, you know, you would not have <laughs> a stellar future ahead of you. Right. I mean, the same thing there. And it's, and it's not necessarily whether it's high sodium or low sodium, really it's about eating food that's going to nourish your body. Yes. Yep. To get the optimum from your what you what you've got. Oh, exactly. So, but anyway, okay. Well, if you got any questions uh, for Doctor Jess, please call in. Okay, six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. And that was canineheart dot com. Canine Heart Health. Oh, health. Heart CanineHeartHealth dot com. Heart Health. Okay. And canine spelled out like C A N I N E. Yeah, yeah that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, 651 641 1071 if you got a question for myself or Dr. Jess. Okay, in some parts of the world, to ensure a healthy household is in the coming year, it is customary for the head of the household to spank who on New Year's Day? His wife, his children, his the oldest member of the family, his monkey. We'll be back. Alrighty then. Yep, we're here with Holistic Vet and Dr. Jessica Levy. Dr. Jess, how can they get a hold of you? Um, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. All right. And if you got a question for us or me or her, please call in 651-641-1071. And don't forget to check out my show page at mytalk1071.com or get our podcast. We have our own all the shows are podcast here on uh, my talk and we have uh, FM 107 also has their own app pod- podcast and they have a lot of giveaways and stuff like that. So check the, you can go to, go to the website, check it out and go from there. Okay. Let's go to the phone line. Sounds good. We're going to talk to Pat and Pat has a question about a heart problem in a dog. righty then. Hi Pat. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Good. Good. What kind of dog do you got? Uh, he's an 80 pound humane society mix. He's eight years old. Okay, and then what does he closely resemble? Oh, boy. a shepherd, a, ba- um, a lab, a, bit, uh, a kind of his, his head. His head is a little bit uh, American Staffordshire. Okay, a bit, a um, little bit of a deep chest. Okay, but not uh, anyway. Okay, sounds good. So, what's going on? Okay, um, I, you guys were talking about uh, heart problems. Yes. So, uh, my dog has one. And I was just wondering if you could uh, give me a little advice on maybe what else to ask my vet or, uh, as you were saying, any sort of uh, holistic um, methods. So or, what, what has he been, has he been diagnosed stuff? with anything? He has. What's, what has he been diagnosed um, I forget, with? I forget what it's called, but he has random heartbeats, a lot of them. Oh, okay. Okay, what's he talking about? <laughs> so, it, so an arrhythmia? Right, so his, his, yeah, his yes. heartbeat isn't um, regular. He's um, he's uh, you know what I I wish I knew what it what it was called, but he just has these. Well, I guess I guess arrhythmia okay. <laughs> might okay. be it, but yeah, he he has um, a lot of random heartbeats. Okay, okay. Um, is he on medication for this? He is. 
Um, he takes uh, sodalol, mm-hmm. and and then he also takes mexilatine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's it. Is it working? He's uh, my understanding of what will happen to him is that uh, he'll be fine, and then he will keel over and die. Yep. So. Uh, and he was he was diagnosed about two years ago, and maybe you could explain that a little bit more to me, too, if, if you think that's what what will happen to him. I have a question first before Doctor Jess asks: yeah. uh, Is he overweight or is he good weight? No, oh, he's awesome weight. Okay, and you, that you're yeah. being truthful, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, do you do annual vaccinations? Yes, or do you ha- I do what his vet recommends, and I know the uh, rabies, I know he doesn't get every year anymore. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, and then um, do you do flea and tick or heartworm or anything? I do. Okay. I do. He's in the woods. Okay. And now, okay. What, what do you think brought this problem on? When was he diagnosed? <laughs> he, was di- he was diagnosed about two years ago. Um, I just had him in for a... Um, yearly exam and uh, and his vet listened to his heart and you know it was clear apparently that something was very wrong so um okay. so a couple years ago so he wasn't having any symptoms no and he still doesn't have any symptoms okay all right good but when you get him checked out now his heart rate is regular no no it's he's no it's it's still um random random beats um you know, a lot of them, but, <clears throat> and I don't know that there are fewer now than there were either. Uh-huh. Well, it's always interesting to know what the drugs are doing. So, um, ideally, they're supposed to be, you know, his his heart rate should be more regular if the drugs are working. Um, then I'm guessing they probably are. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, his beats probably are then. Okay, but you said that his heartbeat is still random. He still has random heartbeats, yes. Okay. See, this is why this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? There's there's a name for this, and I'm probably not explaining it to you well, is probably the issue. Um, no, that's okay. Anything that you think I should be asking my vet? I mean, I, I think my vet is really good, so I'm following her uh, recommendations. But okay. if there's anything else I should be looking for or asking? Um, well, in in general, it kind of depends. Did you have an ultrasound done of his heart? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then do you have blood work done on him every year? Yes. Okay. Um, and then have you um, Googled the side effects of these drugs in humans? No. Okay, so that is something that I recommend. That's something that I think would be important is to familiarize yourself with all the possible side effects of these drugs. But don't bother looking at the side effects in dogs because there's not going to be a lot reported there. Basically, unless dogs barf or die or have a seizure, (laughs) you know, something something super obvious, we're not really going to know. But if you look at the human side effects... That, I think, is really helpful because dogs will do a lot of those things and it can help kind of tune you in to um, 
like much smaller changes in him, in his behavior that might indicate that there's a problem rather than, you know, just waiting for him to die, which it sounds like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're sort of in that inevitable position. But see, the, uh, so, yeah. sometimes sometimes uh, people have um, like a lot of times when people come in with dogs with seizures or heart problems or who knows what I'll ask, you know, what do you think brought this on? Because Sometimes I'll get an unexpected story that really is kind of the key to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there was a stressor like, you know, some, you know, somebody might say, oh, I think this happened because, you know, my husband was deployed and all of a sudden he was gone and he was my dog's best friend. Mm -hmm. So you can get these kinds of stories that tell you what's driving the problem or the dog had four vaccines given at once and the problem started after this. Ah. Right. Or mm-hmm. you did the flea tick, you know, the chemicals in or on the body. Mm-hmm. That's it's, there's going to, something's going to pay the price, you know, when you, yeah. do, when you deal with ke- chemicals. And mm-hmm. so you've got, yeah. you got to stop and look. Now your dog is already showing signs of heart problems. So what changes are you going to make? You know, what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier when you were talking about the heart disease, you know, obviously yeah. the chemicals on or in the dogs should be de- t- taken away. That's stressing the system out. The system is already in, Right, and then you have to look at the food that you're feeding and make sure that it's going to support good heart health. Um, Okay. Has he been seen by a cardiologist? Well, he has. Okay. Okay. Okay, Okay, good. Because, uh, you know, uh, that that I think is something that is important to keep up on, too. Okay, good. Well, go to that that com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just see if that. they've got some articles or whatever. So for a dog yeah. like this, I would I would stop vaccinating. I would okay seriously reduce chemical use. Um, you know, I know that everybody's afraid of their dogs getting heartworm disease or Lyme disease, but there are natural methods that you can use, like uh, bug off garlic by springtime, diatomaceous earth, um, any number of essential mm-hmm. oils. There's a ton of things that are natural that you can do to keep bugs off your dog. Uh, as opposed to resorting to chemicals, chemicals, you have to look at chemical use in the home. We already talked yeah. about lawn chemicals yeah. cause yeah. massive amounts of problems. And with heart disease, I would make sure that your dog is on a fish oil supplement and make sure that they're getting adequate fat in their diet. Ah, okay. So, um, okay. You, uh, so a regular dose of a fish oil supplement, and then you know I'm a big fan of raw food feeding, but. Even with the pre-mixed raw foods, some, in some cases, I'll have people add additional fat. So that means feeding something like raw, frozen green tripe. Huh. Um, I mean, you thaw it out before you feed yeah. it, but it has to be raw, <laughs> yeah. raw fresh, frozen tripe um, is nice and fatty, and that's about half protein and half fat. It's really, really good for dogs. Even raw, fatty hamburger from the grocery store is a good source of fat for dogs. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see myself feeding him a raw diet. It, uh, it's too much. It's just too icky. It's too handling. Then raw try, food. Well, then try dehydrated. Yeah, and plus, okay, uh, there, get him off oh, the process. Yeah. Do the dehydrated mm-hmm. then. Yeah, there are there are oh. pre mixed raw foods that don't require a lot of handling on your part. And my take on it is always: guess what? You don't have to eat it. Yeah, but no, the thing is, so the dehydrated, though, is easier. So, you know, if you have the squeamish about that, there's a lot of people like that. So then do the re- dehydrated. There's Pure, there's, uh, okay. uh, you know, um, uh, Sojo's. Sure. Honest Kitchen. Honest Kitchen, yep. So so the thing is, is that try, find, because you need to change the diet. 
you know, because you want to try to put this at bay. It's just not going to, you know, you're not going to assault, you know, I mean, uh, cure it totally. But what you want to do, he's yeah. only eight years old. So you want to be able to get at least a couple more years out of him without having uh, vet bills as long as a roll of toilet paper. Okay, Right. Unless, I do. Unless you feel like you already got a couple of years out of him because he was diagnosed a couple of years ago. So he's doing well. I do. The, yeah. Um, yeah, the cardiologist was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, we tried we tried this and it's and it's working and um and I'm gonna go to your website too. Mm-hmm. And uh Katie, I know you always talk about um natural uh flea and tick you bet. um deterrence. You so, bet. Yep, and that's what we yeah. just talked about, diatomaceous earth and a baby sock, food grade. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, look into that because there's yeah, a lot of ways if, to do yeah, it. Yeah, and if you email me through my website, I'm always happy to send you a list of natural options. Okay. Okay, th- thanks yep. for the call, kiddo. Good luck. You too. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you Bye. bet. According to the data at the box office, Mojo, the highest box office sales drawn on New Year's Day is held by what film? Avatar? Uh, let's see. One Flew Over the Cuckoo Neck, Crocodile Dundee. We'll be back. Rabbit and you ain't-